Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio, the show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are Augusta National gets its revenge. We wrap up the Masters and give you all the topics you might have missed from this past weekend's big golf tournament. The future of the NFL is almost here. We give you an idea of what the top teams might do with their picks. It's a high fly ball to center field, and it's going, going, gone. Baseball season is in full swing. We give you the players and teams that are hot, which players and teams are not. With less than a month from where we are, less than a month from wrapping up the NHL regular season, the Fire Brigade looks back at some of their early season picks in the NHL from Episode Nine, and then we give you our blazing bets of the week. With that, I give you our chief of our Fire Brigade, Rob Cow. Thanks, Colton. Good to be here again on a Wednesday night in beautiful Delaware, Ohio. Like Colton said, we're going to start off with the Masters, but uh, we're short a man tonight. Braden's uh, AAU basketball practice tonight. They got their first tournament this weekend, so going to look forward to go watching him play some AAU basketball this weekend. But uh, So we're down a man, but that's all right. We'll make it. Um, before we get into like the actual play at the Masters, I wanted to give like the casual golf fan a little background on the Masters. It's a major, okay, and there's four majors, but the the, the Masters is the only one that's played at the same course every year. So right, right. That's why, to me, I, you know, last week we talked about this being the Super Bowl of golf, I, and I think that's why. You know, you got the U.S. Open, but that's in a different location every year. The regular Open, it's in one of nine different locations in the United Kingdom, and then the PGA is also, again, back in the U.S. at various locations. So right. I think – I th- to me, that's what makes the Masters special. You know, it's on the it's on the docket every year. You're gonna be, you know, you're gonna be in. in uh, you kind of know what to expect. Right, you're gonna be in Augusta, and wasn't it great to hear fans again? Oh, oh that, that, I mean, fans. even if it was limited, it was still you could still hear a little roar yeah. of the crowd. Oh so. yeah, yep, you could hear them. You could hear them in the background. I guess that was that kind of made it easier for me to watch this year. But uh, so let's go. Let's get into it. Um, Colton, give me your give me your take on the Masters this weekend. Yeah, so you know, obviously, you know, for anybody that watched, or maybe if you didn't watch, uh, you know, the winner was uh, Hideki Matsuyama uh, out of Japan. Um, you know, kind of a you know quick stat about that: first male golfer from Japan to ever win the Masters and put on that a you know luxurious green jacket. So mm-hmm. you know, good for him. Uh, coming into it, he was actually the 25th ranked golfer in the world. So. You know, was was playing, you know, decent golf, you know, whatever, you know, wasn't just some kind of, you know, came out of nowhere type thing. He's he's been on the tour for, yeah. I think, 10 years yeah, now. You hear, or you hear him mentioned. Yeah, he's he's usually up there, you know, competing, you know, week in and week out. But, you know, nobody really, you know, none of us talked about him, you know, no. last week on our no. show. But And we uh, weren't the only ones. Nobody right, really right. had him. And, uh, you know. For his win, he takes a cool two million dollars home. You nice. know, that's that must be that's nice. a good weekend's you know? work. Right, right. So that'll, that'll you know, move him right up the money list. Right, sure. yeah. right. Uh, you know, and I think the big difference of why you know he finished uh, you know at the top, you know, winning winning all, he uh, finished you know between all four rounds, he finished the par fives at minus eleven. So nice. that's usually where you know you got to make the difference mm-hmm. is you know the, the par fives. You know, most of the time, you know, par threes, par fours. You know, most you're of the time, you're, you're playing pretty yeah. much par golf. It's right, the par right. fives where, you know, it you got a separates, chance to make up strokes. Yeah, separates the, you know, the good golfers from the great golfers when it comes to, you know, four rounds at sure. a tournament. So, you know, I think that was the difference for him, uh, you know, minus 11, you know, across all four days. Uh, he had a great Saturday. Third yeah, round yeah. Was, and the, yeah. The, the big, the big, yeah, the big difference, you know, because, 
you know, round by round, he went minus three on the first day, only went minus one the second day. And then, like Dad said, round three, which is what they usually call moving day, moving day. he uh, went minus seven. And then, you know, the last round, he didn't really have to do much, just do enough to, you know, keep his lead. He actually went plus one, went one over uh, in the final round, but it was enough. You know, he had enough of a lead going into that final day that he didn't have to get too crazy, just, you know, play, you know, about, you know, par golf and just, you know, keep his keep his lead. So, yeah. yeah. What did you think of it, Matt? Did you get a chance to watch much of it? Yeah, you know, I, I almost felt like this was a tournament that nobody really wanted to win. I mean, Rose jumped out to that early lead, and he ends up giving it all back, finishing sixth place at minus five. Uh, the, the guy I was most impressed with was the young guy, Will, Will Zalatoris. Uh, made some noise and finished the tournament in second place at mm -hmm. nine under. So yeah. that, that was pretty impressive for yeah. him. A good weekend. Yeah. But yeah. I think the, the real big disappointment for me this week was the big names. Dustin Johnson didn't make the cut. Yeah. Bryson Dam DeChambeau finished 46 at five over. Rory McIlroy finished 67th at six over. I mean, all, almost all the golfers we talked about. Yeah, what's happened to Rory? Rory's not really playing well. But, yeah, yeah you know, another a couple other big names, you know, Brooks Kepka. I know he's coming off of uh, – Kind of, I think he had knee surgery. He, maybe he shouldn't. He shouldn't even been out there. Yeah. The guy, well, he was hobbling. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. he, I just think, yeah, he wasn't ready to come back just right. yet. No, so he he didn't soon. he didn't make the cut. And then uh, you know another one we talked about last week, Jason Day yeah, didn't, didn't make, make the cut the either. And you know a lot. Jordan Spieth, out of all of them, you yeah. know, out of all the ones we talked about, was the highest. You know, one he finished tied for third at you know he seven was just under. kind of steady all weekend. You yeah, know? And, and I one stat I did find on him, he led the field in greens and regulation, uh, yeah. uh, fifty six out of seventy two. So yeah. Yeah. you know, and like I, you know, we gave a little tidbit last week that he's his putting's improving. So I think you'll see Jordan at the top of the leaderboard uh, for this for this golf season's out. Um, you know, he tied for third at minus seven, but, uh, yeah, yeah. DeChambeau, you know, he had a good, he had a good Friday and then gave them all back on Saturday yeah. and again on Sunday. So, yeah. And yeah. even, even my golfer that I, you know, Justin Thomas, he was hot, you know, going into that third round and then they hit that rain delay. Yeah. And right after that rain delay, he oh, just man. fell apart. Everything yeah. just, I think it cooled off his momentum. He just, you know, wasn't the same player after that rain delay, you know, lightning, you know, delay on, on, on Saturday. And he, uh, you know, wind up finishing the tournament even and uh, finished uh, tied for 21st. So, but yeah, a little bit, you know, a little bit about, you know, Will Zalatoris, since we're talking about Jordan Spieth as, mm -hmm. as well. Uh, Will is actually, uh, you know, the best performance by a first timer since Jordan Spieth ah. in, in 2014. So, um, you know, hats off to him, you know, Rookie, 24-year-old rookie, finished second, um, and you know played his college golf actually at Wake at Wake Forest. So, um, and was was named ACC Player of you know Golfer of the Year in, in 2017. So okay. he uh, and, and it shouldn't be a surprise. You know, I was also kind of looking at like kind of some of his past performances. He actually in this past 2020 U.S. Open, he actually finished tied for sixth. Mm -hmm. So. He's been up there, um, yeah. you know, but obviously this has been his best performance. And, you know, the Masters, I think, is a little bit different of a beast than, you know, some of, right. you know, some of the other Masters or some of the other majors that, that are in golf. So, and you know, he's got to make it now because uh, he's even getting a shout out from Adam Sandler. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. So, <clears throat> yeah, good, good for him. You know, glad to see, you know, the rookie uh, hang in there and you know, play pretty well from start to finish. Yeah, we'll look for his look for his name there on the leaderboard in the coming months. They play uh, next weekend, RBC Heritage in Hilton Head, South Carolina. So we'll look for uh, look for the couple names. So, well, that's our wrap up of the Masters. Um, we're going to go on to some NFL draft stuff. And uh, 
what we're going to do is we're going to give you the first three teams and what uh, their first couple picks this week. And then next week we'll do uh, the teams that are picking four, five, and six and, and so forth. So um, we got the Jags, the Jets, and the 49ers, uh, first, second, third. So, Matt, give me your rundown, what you think is going to happen with uh, with the Jets' first and second pick. You know, Jacksonville's first? Oh, I'm sorry. The Jet, yeah, I'm sorry. Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think, for the, you know, the first pick is pretty much a no-brainer. Nah. It's been talked about for God knows how long now. It, it, it's Lawrence and nobody else. So, yeah. I mean, we, we all know that's what's going to happen. Good for Urban. Yeah. 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 I, I think the only possible way that anything could change is if somehow Ryan Day gets in his ear and tries to convince him to get his former Buckeye, but I don't see it yeah. happening. But that, that's the only thing I yeah. can think. I mean, Urban crazy, has even but, come out, you know, publicly yeah, without, no, without like, explicitly saying we're taking Trevor Lawrence. He pretty much explicitly said yeah. we're taking this is Lawrence. the direction <laughs> that we're going. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I just don't see any, any, anything changing unless Trevor Lawrence would, you know, you know, God help him, you know, would get in some kind of accident or, you know, his career would be over or something right. like that. Yeah. But Barring a freak accident, I think. Yeah. Well, and, and our plan, real quick, our plan was uh, we were going to go up to the NFL draft that's in Cleveland this year. We went to Nashville a couple of years ago, and then obviously last year they did it virtually. It was supposed to be in Las Vegas, and we had plans to go there as well. And we were going to go to Cleveland this year, but they've, they've changed it up with COVID, and um, it's not going to be as fan-friendly, it doesn't appear, this year. So um, we're going we're gonna to hold off, save our money. We're going to try to go to Las Vegas and – We'll give you a live report from downtown Sin City next year. Yeah, um, so that's that's our plan. So yeah, I think everybody think Trevor Lawrence, obviously. Uh, you know, and then then the Jags. Their next pick is at twenty five. Who you got at twenty five with the Jags? Yeah. So I, I really didn't didn't go. You know what their what their next pick, but I was kind of as I was kind of reading about their first pick. Uh-huh. Uh, Urban made some comments also in the media about them their tight end room not being the strongest or not being, you know, what they would like to have. So okay. I right. uh, read, read a little bit that I think, I think so maybe at that 25 or maybe, you know, uh, late, you know, early first or second round, sorry. Um, they might go tight end and I'm hearing, I'm hearing potentially uh Pat Fryer moved out of Penn state. Um, oh, and okay. uh, because urban uh, hired one of, I believe one of Penn State's assistants on his, you know, with, with Jacksonville now, and so with that connection, I, I'm thinking maybe, you know, okay. Pat Fryermuth goes goes there at tight end. Yeah, so I, mean, I don't think the Florida tight end will get get to him. I'm sure yeah, I think really he'll, be gone. he'll be off the he'll board. He'll be gone. I think before 25. Now, so. what uh, some of the stuff I read that they would go after uh, offensive tackle Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama. And get yeah. uh, get some protection on beef up that offensive line. Yeah, bit. obviously you take number one, you know Trevor Lawrence. You got to protect your asset. So yeah, you gonna... know, we saw what happened with Joe Burrow. He was lighting it up, and then he goes down because you know Cincinnati's offensive line is you know not one of the better ones. So yeah, quarterbacks nothing without obviously an offensive Jack- line. Right, yeah, Jacksonville's got to got to learn. From so that. that was one of the uh, I, that kind of I mean it kind of surprised me, but I mean when you think about it, like Colton said, you got. You're gonna have big money wrapped up in uh, Trevor Lawrence, so why wouldn't you try to protect that? Right, so, right. Yeah, right. I think, uh, yeah, and, and I think that's definitely you know something that they're gonna to have to consider because I was I was reading something about Jacksonville and they actually uh, gave up the fourth most sacks last year in yeah. the NFL. I'm so sure that's a concern. Pass protection is you know. I mean, Lawrence can move, but he's not. He's not right. a super fast guy back right. there. Well, so. and he's going to find that those guys he's playing against in the NFL are a different level yeah, of different speed. Different, yeah, yeah, different level of athletes. So, yeah. 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 So, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see what, what Jackson's going to do. So. All right. Next out of the shoot, 
Colton, your green machine, the Jets, yeah. number two pick. Yeah, I would have said, you know, uh, up until that, you know, Darnold trade last week, I would have said that they, you know, should have gone a different route, maybe gone wide receiver with that number two pick or gotcha. know, added another weapon or maybe even, you know, I know it's not a sexy pick, but go with another offensive lineman because, right. you know, we talk about it. A lot of the reason that these teams are picking up towards the top is because they either don't have the QB of the future or they do, but at the same time, they don't have the you know weapons to kind of surround him. So mm-hmm. um, I, I, I would have said, you know, go offensive weapon, you know, for, for the Jets, but obviously Darnold's out. So it makes sense. Number two, they're picking, they're, they're picking a quarterback. And, and to me, everything that I'm hearing out of the Jets camp, it sounds like Zach Wilson out of BYU is going to be going to be their guy, you know, hopefully be their guy for, for the future. You know, Darnold didn't, didn't work out in New York. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be starting fresh at, at one of the most important positions in the NFL. We're right. starting over, you know, three, three short years ago, we were, you know, picking, we picked Sam Darnold and here we are again, picking, you know, another quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, guys, I'm a little bit, uh, you know, not, not sold on it. Um, you know, my comments, you know, from last week outside of Lawrence, I'm not really sold on, on any of these quarterbacks right now, yeah. but, um, We'll see. Hopefully, I, you know, for my sake, for my fandom's sake, I hope that Zach Wilson proves me wrong, but I just am you, not. Do you like that pick over any of the other quarterbacks that are out there, Mac Jones or Justin yeah, Fields? Yeah, I, I think I think it's a real close second between, yeah, Justin Fields and uh, Zach Wilson for okay. me. Um, but I just think, um, I, I think that, you know, with the new coach, Robert Sala, coming in, I think, um, you know, he – he, he kind of fits more of, of kind of the similar offense that, uh, you know, he, he kind of wants to run. Um, so I think that, you know, Zach Wilson, you know, will, will, will fit the mold a little bit more. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I think if you're not going to get an offensive line to protect him, though, Justin Fields would be the way to go because yeah. at least he can get out of that pocket a little bit. Yeah, he, he can. can. He's more athletic. Kind of lighter on his feet. Yeah, you're not, yeah, you're not wrong. And then I believe the Jets have another. 23rd. Yeah, have another pick. And, you yeah. know. I, I don't know. Yeah, like I think they're in kind of the similar boat that, uh, you know, Jacksonville, they're picking towards, you know, the late first round. So mm-hmm. a lot of the, you know, big, bigger names are, are kind of be, you know, gone by then. So maybe you do go offensive line there or, you know, I would even like them to see, you know, they don't really, they, they, they kind of have a running back by committee up there in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like to see them, you know, I know running back is kind of a lost art in today's NFL nowadays, but. I mean, I might see him take a chance on Najee Harris. Yeah, and, uh, that, you know. That's actually who I have him picking at yeah. 23rd. Um, their, uh, their leading rusher last year was Frank Gore at 37 years old. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, he's, and, and if you watch Najee Harris's game, the guy can catch coming out of the backfield. Yeah, yeah too. he's kind of a so, more complete back. Right, mm-hmm. it gives, so it gives him another weapon on a team that needs some weapons. So that's right. kind of see that's who I um, kind of see him leaning towards is Najee Harris at that 23rd pick and the outside chance at a, a cornerback, Greg Newsom out of Northwestern was the other name that I saw. So, yeah, but I, I think not, I like Najee Harris. I, we talked about him, um, you know, during when we were doing our NCAA football stuff. And I think he's a solid back runs hard. Uh, he's got a heart, you know, he's got a motor. He can catch, he can block. Um, so yeah. I, I like that pick. Yeah. Yeah. No. And just one, one more quick tidbit about New York. Um, they're going to, you know, they brought in new, new coach, you know, new, you know, a lot of new coordinators and things like that, but they're going to have to change, you know, their first round picks. Cause a little bit of history about uh, Jets first round picks here recently, 2018, 
QB, you know, Sam Darnold, they, they draft him in his third he's season. He's gone. 2017, Jamal Adams, gone after, thir- after three seasons. 2016, linebacker Darren Lee, traded after three seasons. Mm. 2015, defensive lineman Leonard Williams, uh, traded during his fourth season, gone. Uh, the, the list goes on and on. 2014, safety Calvin Pryor, traded after his third season. Wow. And it even goes back all the way to 2013, the drafted cornerback D. Milner, and he was waived during his fourth season. So yeah. they have not done well. They have not kept their first-round picks on the team for very long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of that has to do with, you know, the talent just wasn't there. Right. They didn't live up to the hype. You know, others, it's, you know, some internal issues or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, But you can't build a team, you know, through the draft if you don't keep the players from the draft for, you right. know, longer than a couple sure. of seasons. You gotta Matt, have- do you like that uh- – you like Zach Wilson at number two to the Jets? I, that, that's kind of what I'm. I mean, they need a quarterback, so. Yeah, so. Yeah. I mean, I, so I, I don't think the Jets have completely made up their mind yet, though, because they they did opt to uh, go to the Justin Fields Pro Day, which yeah. is coming right. up here this week. So they, I, I think they do want to still see what's out there, and, and I think they're still in the midst of making up their mind. But I think it's kind of one A one B there. It's going to be Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. I think you're right. Yeah. Well then. Uh, up next is the 49ers. They have the third pick overall and the 43rd pick. So it looks like they're going after a quarterback, too, um, from everything I'm seeing. Yeah. And this is where it kind of starts to get interesting a little bit, I think. Um, you know, depending upon who goes to the Jets, you got Mac Jones left, you got Justin Fields left, you got Trey Lance out of North, North Dakota State. So, and I'm hearing that uh, Trey Lance might be the pick. I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't see see the young man play that much this year, but I like Justin Fields. He you actually know, only played in one game this year. Yeah. You know, the, the, the knock I hear on Justin Fields is he tends to hold the ball too long that, you know, but you know, that's something that could be coached. You know, it's, it's not a, it's not a flaw in his mechanics or his footwork or, you know, his heart, his motor, his health, his physical ability. He holds the ball too long. All right. You know, I, I guess I can live with that, you know, because I think he, oh, ath- athletically and accuracy, I think he's a better quarterback than Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to me, if Justin Fields is still on the board, if the Jets don't take him, if, if I'm San Francisco, I, I take Justin Fields. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in San Francisco, obviously, they, they traded with Miami, the Dolphins, to get, to get, get up to up. this. So yeah. you ain't, you're not usually seeing some, you know, a team move up this high to draft you know, a left tackle or, right, you know, they're, right, they're, right. they're obviously going QB here. Mm-hmm. You know, they have something in mind, you know, like, like dad said, I'm not, it's, it's a quarterback of some sort, right. um, but you know, like, like I'm not sold on, on Mac Jones. So for me, I think it's between Justin Fields and Trey Lance, Mac Jones. I'm, I'm still trying to decide whether it was him that played so well, or just the fact that he had so many Alabama. weapons at, at Alabama right. and he just, you know, because yeah, I, if you look at a lot of the film and game tape, a lot of a lot of the plays that he makes are, are bubble screens out to the wide mm, receivers right. and just let them do their. You're work. just getting your hands is ball that, in the is, hands of your best player. Is that your be... is that your franchise QB where you just throw it to your yeah, best? I mean, yeah. that, that's, that's not going to work that's in the NFL. That's not going to work too much in the NFL. So you know he's going to have to you know air it out. I, 
not saying that he doesn't have an arm and that he can't air it out, but you look at it, you know, I, that's what just I'm not sold yet on, on Mac well, Jones. And is Mac Jones kind of that Johnny Manziel mold? That's what I was kind of leaving. Receivers, you yeah, know? he just throw it up and let him go get it. Yeah, you yeah. know, and that doesn't work in the NFL either. But but I think at the end, I think that they will draft. You know, if he's still there, I think they'll draft Justin Fields. You know, I think Kyle Shanahan in that West Coast offense that he runs, he you know, as long as he can you know teach. You know, Justin Fields to get that ball out a little bit quicker, which, you know, kind of in the West Coast scheme, you do yeah. have to get the ball out a little right, bit quicker. Right. It's not, you know, a lot of downfield stuff. It's just, you know, quick hitters Dinkin over the Duncan. middle and things yeah. like that. So, you know, as long as, you know, Justin Fields, and I, I think he can, you know, that's easily teachable. Um, they he, love that. He loved throwing that middle route in, at OSU. Right, I mean, they, right. They killed my team from up north with that, with them crossing right. routes over the and middle. And I think, uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan in that West Coast offense likes a little bit more mobility, and I think that's what separates him from Trey Lance. Trey Lance, a little bit, you know, has the mobility, but Justin Fields definitely a lot more oh, athletic. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, like you said, they they traded all those assets to get up the third. Do you do you really take Mac Jones or Trey Lance? Like you didn't have to. They, I mean, they could have traded up to eight or ten. I, I think they still might have been guys. there. You know, yeah. yeah, they may still be on the board at seven or eight. Right. So yeah, I think they could have given up less assets. And, and traded to a to a middle, you know, an eight or ten because they were what twelve or fourteen was where they originally picking. Right. So I, I mean, I, I think they could have given up less if if they really wanted Mac Jones or Trey Lance. So I, I think it's got to be one of those top three guys mm-hmm. that we're all talking about that they're going. Yeah. After. So do you think if if Justin Fields does wind up going to the Jets, then you think San Francisco takes uh, Zach Wilson then? Yeah, that, I think uh, yeah. I think those are your top three quarterbacks class. That, yeah, you yeah. know, obviously Trevor Lawrence. Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, those... Then at their 43rd pick, um, looks like from what I read, they're looking to boost their defense. Yeah. I uh, said it showed either uh, edge rusher Boogie Basham from uh, Wake Forest or a linebacker at LSU, Jabril Cox. Okay. Do yeah. they really need an edge, though? I mean, they, both they, they their edge looked bad last year because Bosa got injured. Right, You right. bring Bosa back, and that's that dominant defense. That I mean, they, just in yeah, the they lost, they lost <laughs> actually, to my Jets. They uh, lost both in the same game. They lost their defensive tackle, Solomon Thomas, who was having an outstanding right. year until that game. And they also lost, you know, Nick Bosa in that game. They were just looking for some depth. And then yeah. uh, I, I also saw that they might need another corner um, right. because they – they lost Richard Sherman to free agency, mm-hmm. uh, and they I believe they lost another quarter to uh, to free agency as well. So might be time to, to go with the, go with the corner. And at 43, I mean, I don't know who's all going to be. You know, that's a lot of picks away from right, you know. Right. So I'm not yeah. sure who's all going to be be available. It starts there. to get interesting after those first couple two three picks. You right, can right. start messing around with that board. Yeah, and who's yeah. there I mean, and anything not. can happen. You know, at 43, you start. I trades mean, and right right yeah. you just start seeing you know what's what's all available out right. there so but i do think that they might go go defense uh you know with that with that next pick so yeah all right very good well is that all for the nfl draft then for the week yeah i all think right. i think so all right we'll bring you teams uh four five and six next week with their first uh their first couple picks next week so going to move on to some major league baseball now um kind of teams that are hot players that are hot uh, our surprises, our disappointments. I mean, it's it's early, folks. You know, we're only what ten games in, but I mean, I'm excited. I am a baseball guy because yeah, it's t- ten ten of 162 because they right, are planning yeah. on playing a full baseball season. Yeah. So That's we got a long, a long way to go, fellas. I'm just like baseball because it's summertime. Right, right. I, I'm into one now. <laughs> um, anyway, um, Colton, give me your uh, give me your 
well, just do whatever you want. Give me what you got. We'll just do our hot team for now. Just all, all our, you know, what, who we think our hot team or teams okay. are right now. All right, sounds so, good. You know, for me, the hot team right now is, uh, you know, another team from Ohio. You know, I would say the Indians. They are playing well right now, but I'm saying Cincinnati Reds Man, right now. What a surprise! They, uh, you know, are sitting at seven and four, actually first in their division. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, looking at it, you know, preseason. A lot of the, you know, big sports names, Sports Illustrated, MLB.com, USA Today, all picked them to finish fourth in their, you know, respective division, which is, you know, other than, you know, fifth, they're almost last yeah. in their division. So, yeah. you know, they weren't expected to do a lot. And, you know, our, uh, you know, guest uh, celebrity, you know, guy that was on here, Caleb Watkins, talked about the Reds a little bit yeah. in spring training, about how they just looked awful in spring training. They were getting, you know, shellacked 11 to 1 or, you know, 10 to five or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. but then they, you know, start here regular season and they're leading, you know, statistical categories in both uh, runs scored at 75 home runs in the league at 20 and RBI is 71. So wow. almost every, you know, major, you know, offensive statistical category, they're, you know, either leading or, you know, at least in the top five. So, you know, the offense is really clicking right now for them and they're, they're led by their two uh, stud outfielders. Right, uh, right fielder Nick Castanellos and left fielder Tyler Naquin, which I'll say was a former Indian. Indian. Sad to see him leave the Indians because yeah. I really liked him, but uh, he's with Cincinnati now and he's he's tearing it up for him. So it's yeah, well. crazy they're platoon in that position too. Right, right. Field, so he's really he's not even, he's right, not even a full right, timer. Right. right. So I think uh, you know they, they're they're playing hot and we'll see if they can keep it keep yeah. it going. Good obviously, for the Reds. Yeah, I hope they do. Obviously, it's a uh, you know long season, but. So far, they're they're playing well. Certainly, Matt. What you got for a hot team? Yeah, well, I was going kind of the same direction Colton was on this one. I picked the Cincinnati Reds as well. So I mean, he gave most of the stats. I was looking at running down, but they're also batting 274 as a team with a 348 on base percentage. Nice. You're going to win a lot of baseball games with that kind of offense. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Well, I went with another Ohio team, the Indians, just because they kind of surprised me a little bit. Um, You know, like Colton said, we lost Tyler Naquin to the Reds. We also lost. Lost Lindor and Cookie Carrasco, Cookie Carrasco and Trevor Bauer, and Bauer's tearing it up. Yeah. Right. So you know, I, I was I was um, kind of worried about my Indians a little bit losing that kind of talent, but uh, you know, Beaver picked up right where he left off last year. The guy's an absolute animal. He's a machine. At he this pitched. Point. He's a strikeout machine. He pitched a gem last night. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, he's leading the league, 35 strikeouts. That's first. Um, Tied for first and quality. That's quality starts. Yeah. Okay. Quality. And I don't know what criteria MLB, but it is a stat. Quality starts. So, you know, he's looked good all three games that he's been out there. And uh, last night was an absolute, you know, MVP performance last night. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so I, I like the Indians. And they got know? the, you know, after losing some bats too, they yeah. still got the bats going for them. They, right. They've got some guys that are stepping up and playing well, even though they lost some, some talent, you know. They losing did. Lindor was, you know, a big, a big one. You know, he's because you could put him at any, you know, spot in the lineup, and he could, you know, make right. it make it work. But you know, losing him, it, it, you didn't know what what the offense was going to look like. Along with the Indians, I'm taking like the whole National League West. Really, really. You got the Dodgers at nine and two, the Padres at eight and four, and the Giants at seven and four, all wow. in the same, you know, in that National League West. So that's shaping up to be a to be a dogfight out there. Right. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Um, the National League Central, ooh, wow, it's looking a little weak, but <laughs> yeah. um, you know what? You know maybe they'll turn it around too. But yeah, that National League West is really hot right now. So, you know we you know we know the Dodgers are a good team, um, 
Padres, uh, obviously, they're uh, crazy, but they, you know, signed their, you know, what they thought would be their franchise player, you know, Fernando Tatis Jr., and he's he's out. So it's uh, not looking good signing him to that big 14-year deal. And, you know, year one, he's already, you know, injured. I mean, it's unfortunate for him. I don't want to see that happen to anybody, but, you know, it's like, but but good for them that they're still staying in the hunt. Right, you know, right. they're right now in in the playoff, in, not the playoff, in division race right now. So, sure. like I said, we got a long way to go, but you know, at least they're they're hanging tough. All right. Well, my hot player, I got uh, Boston Red Sox J.D. Martinez. Um, he's tied for seventh in batting average at 4.25, tied for second with five home runs, first in RBIs with 16, and tied for third with 17 hits. So, he's you know he's at top of almost every offensive statistical category so you know I, you know he's playing real good right now and and you know we'll see if he can if he can maintain that yeah no i actually have him as my hot player too i i he uh, tied for fourth in runs and then he's actually first in the league in doubles too so you know a couple of more stats to add there to dad but uh you know not just him but the red sox are playing pretty yeah, well too you really know playing well. they were you know a lot of a lot of them they, they started out actually i think oh and three they lost their first three games in a row and then i think they rattled off like six or seven you know there in a row uh, right after that so they're playing real well and actually leading i think the al east so you know they kind of turned it around and i think uh, jd is a big part of that you know we do have some listeners out on the east coast we know that have contacted the show before so uh, you know, and they're all Bo Sox fans, so hats off to them. We'll, we'll give them some props while we're on the air. Yeah, and then uh, for, for me, you know, we, we talked about the Reds and how, how great they're doing. Uh, you know, a big part of that for the hot player is their, their second baseman, Jonathan India. He's batting 353 with 11 RBIs, wow. and uh, he's really leading the way for that offense. And then their pitching staff, leading the way for their pitching staff as a veteran that you wouldn't think would be leading the way for him. We got Wade Miley. He's got a 0.00 ERA with two wins. Don't get much better now. And he's pitched. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he's really playing well for, for a veteran that's been around the league for a long time. And, you know, he wasn't anybody we were looking for to have a big season this year. Right, right. Started out great. Yeah, okay. absolutely. All right, good picks, fellas. So, for me, the team not so hot, not so hot team, I got – I'm not. I'm not so sad about it, but the New York Yankees. Yay. They are sitting at five and seven, and actually last in the AL East. And you know, I know them. You know, every year in and year out, sort of like the Dodgers, they're. Uh, you know, they get that payroll going, and they got that payroll. You know, bankrolling, and uh, you know, they were actually picked to finish first by every major. You know, sports beat. You know, Sports Illustrated. MLB.com, USA Today, all picked them to finish first mm-hmm. in their division. So they're sitting, obviously, we yeah, got a long ways to go. But, you know, I think a lot of it is their offense is just not producing right now. They're tied for 15th in runs scored. They're 10th in hits, tied for 14th in home runs, and actually 16th in RBI. So they're kind of like middle of the road, uh, you know, in, in every offensive category. And that's a team you usually see with big bats. Well, I mean, you know, the their judge... nickname is the Bronx Bombers. Right. And right now, uh, you know, going off of that, they're paying John Carlos Stanton $29 million this year. He's tied for 183rd in runs scored. Mm. He's 151st in hits. He's 107th in home runs with one, and his batting average is 175. Ooh. So $29 million to a guy that is pretty much at the bottom half of the league in every, you know, big category. Basically what he gets paid to do, that he ain't producing, so right. it, he gets paid to hit home runs. Right, he gets paid to swing that bat and you know yeah. knock it out the park. But you right. know, I, I think all of their batters are are struggling. You know, not just him, but you know, 
Um, Aaron, Aaron Judge, Judge not having yeah. a good, you know, good year so far. Uh, DJ LeMayhew's not having a good year. So, like I said, I'm not sad about it, but I yeah, not- it does, doesn't break my heart not to disenfranchise any of our Yankees listeners <laughs> if we have any, but I'm not a fan of the New York Yankees either. <laughs> right. So, yeah, hopefully they can keep up that trend. Matt, what you got for your not so hot team? Yeah, like you, Rob. I think I kind of missed the memo on pulling the not so hot, but I, I'm I got a team I'm willing to talk about, and that's my Chicago Cubs. They just came off a three-game losing streak. They did win last night, but now today they're down seven runs. Oh dear. So, I mean, they're they're just playing all. Their pitching's not not stopping the other team from scoring. We're not scoring. The Cubs are just looking terrible this year. Yeah, they, they are still middle of the league, and good thing the NL Central just really stinks. So they. I mean, they yeah. still got a chance to turn things around, right. but right they, now. they were picked to win that, you know, picked to win their division. Be right there, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. What, who you got for your not so hot player, Colton? Yeah, for me, I got, you know, following with my Yankees trend, and you know, I'm kind of actually, sa- I really am sad to see this one because uh, he's also a former Indian, but uh, it's their starting pitcher, Corey Kluber. Um, they brought him in, you know, 35 year old, you know, veteran who's, you know several years ago was two-time, you know, Cy Young award yeah, winner for, back, for, right. for the Indians. And uh, so far for the Yankees, you know, they brought him in, you know, hoping he'd be, you know, a part of their starting rotation and really be a nice, you know, addition to their starting rotation. But so far in his three starts, he's, you know, 0-1. He, you know, only 0-1 because he hasn't pitched, you know, a deep enough into the game to really get, you know, a quality start like Dad was saying. And uh, so far, he's got a 6.1 ERA oh. and a given up 16 hits, and that's only in 10 innings. 10 innings pitched, and uh, three starts in 10 innings, he's given up, you know, uh, 16 hits and has a six 6.1 ERA. So, yeah. you know, it's unfortunate I hate to see that for Kluber. I right? Mean, I always liked he, he's he never he he's never really been the same since he left Cleveland. But no. uh, you know, but yeah, as sad as I, you know, as happy as I am to see the Yankees not playing so well, I'm I'm, I'm kind of disappointed to not you know, not see Corey play, you know, pitch so well for them. I agree. Yeah. And, you know, when they go out at 35 years old, you know, I don't know these teams that go out and especially on a pitcher, I mean, a 35 year old arm and they go out and spend, you know, that kind of money on a, uh, on a pitcher to get a guy, you know, Ooh, it's a risky move, but you know, we all know the Yankees got money to burn, so (laughs) they don't care. They figure out the draft cap and, or the salary cap and uh, work their way around that, paying the luxury tax. So, yeah. yeah so I don't know. Hopefully, Corey Kluber turns it around and, and uh, you know, you know, improves his season. Yeah. So we can uh, we can move on from baseball now and you know move into a little bit of little bit of hockey talk. Yeah. Let's here. do some NHL. Yeah. Um, we did some picks, you know, a while back about who you know who we thought might win the Hart Memorial Trophy and who was going to take home Stir Stanley's Cup. So, um. I'm still leaning. I think this is the same guy I picked back in episode nine to Connor McDavid mm-hmm. uh, from Edmonton. Yep. He's uh, he's leading the league with 69 points, and uh, I see he's still my odds-on favorite to uh, take home the Hart Memorial Trophy. Yeah, uh, I got got the same. I mean, the same as I had last time. I actually have. Uh, I'm pretty sure I was the odd man out the last time, so I still probably going to be the odd man out. I got Austin Matthews, uh, the center out of. Uh, Toronto Maple for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, I mean, you know, kind of just a little bit, you know, updated stats or whatever. He's, you know, played 40 games. He's leading the league in goals scored. But I think the big thing for me is he actually has nine game-winning goals, mm. which is, you know, first Clutch, in the Mr. Clutch, which is first in the league. So 
I, I, you know, the, the Toronto Maple Leafs are sitting at 28, 11, and four. You know, without those nine games, I mean, yeah, they're they're sitting in the standings. I mean, they're not only first in their division, but they're you know top of the top of the league or whatever. Um, you know, amongst the NHL. So without those nine game winning goals, they might be you know middle of the pack type right. team. So I think that's that for me is the difference maker. You know, if we're talking most valuable player, I, I think he's you know the most valuable to his team. That's very good. Yeah, I, I couldn't really remember who I picked. I know it was one of the two of either Austin Matthew or Connor McDavid, and it's still that. It's still a two-man race between these two. Yeah. Connor McDavid leads the league right now in points at 69 points with 23 goals and 46 assists. And you got Austin Matthews, who isn't far behind, 53 points with an amazing 32 goals and 21 assists. So really, I, it's coming down to these two. And I, I think my pick was Connor McDavid. I'm glad I think that's what I'm going to stick with. Okay, very good. All right. Um, what about uh, who do you, who's your uh, favorite team you think to uh, win Sir Stanley's Cup? Yeah, for me, I I the last you know last time we talked about this, I had Tampa Bay as you know the repeat coming back and winning another one you know back to back. And for me, I, I still got them doing you know back to back. They they've kind of hit the skids here you know recently, kind of four and six in their last ten games. But uh, you know they still got the fourth best record in the NHL, um, actually you know tied for first in their in their division right now. But I think uh, the big the big thing for me is that they have, I don't know, maybe at least a top 10 goalie, if not the best goalie right now um, in Andre Vasilevsky, um, who's only given up two goals uh, per, you know, per game, you know, on average, which is best in the league. And he also, um, you know, has a 93.2 save percentage, which I believe is, you know, if not the best, one of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so, he they're, they're, he's been, you know, this four and six streak that they've kind of hit, you know, skid they've hit here recently. He's kind of been out for them, and I think that's been the difference. So they're actually going to get him back in goal for their game tomorrow. Um, but I think that's the difference maker when it comes to, you know, playoff time is who's got, you know, one of the premier goalies, I think, a oh, lot yeah. of times yeah, is, is what separates the, the good teams from the great teams when it comes to playoff time. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, to go along with Colton, I got Tampa Bay winning, you know, and they, they uh, got Savard from – through Detroit, but got Savard from the Blue Jackets. Um, you know, he went to Detroit first and then uh, wound up in Tampa Bay from Detroit. So, you know, good for Savard. He's going to be on a playoff team with a chance of winning a, you know, winning a, winning a championship. But I, I have Tampa Bay as well. Yeah, at the, at the beginning of the season, I chose Toronto, and I'm sticking with them. Uh, they're currently near the top of the league with a 28-11-4 record. Uh, good for 60 points, and they've uh, stayed mostly healthy, healthy this year with their star players, Austin Matthews and John Tavares, both continuing to produce game in and game out. They're, they're playing great, and uh, I'm sticking with them. All right. Well, my dark horse maybe is the Maple Leafs, who also picked up a blue jacket. Our longtime captain, Nick Foligno, uh, picked him up this week. Uh, good for Nick, too. He's going to a team that's top of the North Division with the Maple Leafs. Um, so I, you know, we'll see. Maybe they can give Tampa Bay a run. I don't know how that'll work out. But um, what about uh, your di- most disappointing team? Colin? Yeah, uh, I would say for me, yeah, my, my most surprising team is is uh, you know I know they're playing really well this year, but uh, I, I you know fall in the same boat as Dad. I have the Toronto Maple Leafs as my most surprising team. You know, earlier in the in you know in the year when we talked about this, I had the Chicago Blackhawks, but they've kind of fallen off here. You know, mm-hmm. since the season's going on, but. I got the Maple Leaves here, and, you know, if you all remember from, you know, last year, they didn't even make it, you know, they got beat in the qualifying round to the Blue Jackets and mm-hmm. didn't even get to, you know, make it into the, you know, let's actual say, actual playoffs. playoffs. Right. And now they're, you know, one of the best teams 
you know, not only in their division, but in the league. So I think that's, you know, and, and I think it's the, de- the defense that has really separated them this year. A lot of the, you know, a couple of defensive, you know, statistics there improved, you know, pretty significantly than what they, what they did last year. So I think that's the difference this year is they're more focused on, on defense. The offense, I think it's still, still right where it needs to be or right where it was, but the defense is where they, they've separated themselves. Okay. All right. And then, uh, yeah, most disappointing team. Um, I had Vancouver as my, you know, disappointing team before, and uh, I still have them as mm-hmm. my most disappointing team. And it's actually also kind of disappointing because um, they've actually had a, a real bad COVID outbreak and actually haven't gotten to play, I don't think, for like the last two or three weeks. And uh, from what I'm hearing, they had like 50% of their team had, had COVID or mm-hmm. something like that. So something, something crazy like that. But you know, you know, kind of what I talked about the last time. They they were actually one game away from the Western Conference Finals last year, and uh, you know, this year they're towards the bottom of the league um, as far as their their rank, you know, standings go. And I think it's just they're giving up a lot of goals, and just you know, they're not playing very well on on the defensive end, and uh, you know, they're not really great, you know, when it comes to power play opportunities on the offensive end. So for me, the, the Canucks are, are the disappointing team. Yeah, so for for me, my uh, my biggest surprise early on, I, I had the uh, the Kings early on, but they've really uh really fallen off the the wagon here, and they're looking more like the team of last year. So looking at it now, I'd say my biggest surprise at this point is the New York Islanders. A year ago, they were in the middle of the pack of the Eastern Conference. They missed the playoffs. And this year, now they're only four points behind the best team in hockey. They look to have home ice the whole way through the playoffs, and uh, they're looking to make some noise. They've they've really turned this thing around from last year, and now they're one of the premier teams in hockey. Uh, for me, my, my biggest disappointment early on, I chose the Jackets, and I'm sticking with them. They've done nothing to change my mind. This is a team that ha- has had multiple-year playoff runs going for them. And, you know, last year they had two young goalies that were looking like future stars. And this year, both those young goalies look awful in goal, oh, giving yeah. up goal after goal after goal. They and can't hold a lead. Yeah. And, and, then, and then now that the team's just – they're trading off their – Yeah, it's yard sale time in Columbus. So with Savard out the door, Felino out the door. The only way this team's changing my mind is if somehow they can make a late, late season run and maybe because they're they're still within striking distance, which is the crazy part. Right, right. But as but bad I, as I just they don't played, as bad, as bad as they played, yeah. right. But you know, maybe it is time to rebuild. They they're, they're going to wind up with uh, thir- three first round picks next year, yeah. so right. you know maybe it's time to start retooling. Um, my disappointing team, and it's going to sound weird because they're in third, but that's the Edmonton Oilers. Mm-hmm. Um, they got the Top two point scorers in the in the league with Connor McDavid and Leon. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last <laughs> name, but uh, at 69 and 61 points respectively. And the next closest guy only only has 54 points, and they're still down in third. So it's got to be defense and goalie play that that's eating them up. But yeah, that's my that's my um, disappointment. I, I think they should be when you got when you got guys that are scoring. You know that many more points than everybody else in the league. You should you should be sitting at the top of your sitting at the top of your division. They're in third in that in that north. So, um, we ready to go on to our uh, blazing bets of the week? We, yeah, uh, let's yeah. try to turn it around. Our here. huge embarrassing failures. Um, we uh, decided to change gears again. We're gonna try we're gonna try hockey this week, and we're, uh, we're gonna find a sport we know what we're talking right, about. Yeah, so or, or we'll get lucky. I'd rather be lucky than good. So. Um, uh, I'll take the first one. I got the battle of I got the battle for Pennsylvania tomorrow night. Um, Philadelphia Flyers and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Flyers are in sixth in the East. Uh, Penguins are um, in third. 
Yeah, I think they're in third. So, you know, teams in the East that they're, you know, battling for playoff spot. Phillies are, uh, the Flyers, I mean, are they've uh, lost their last two. Penguins are on a hot streak. They've won their last three. They're 16-3-1 at home. Pittsburgh is. They're playing at home. They're 17-5-1 as the favored team. So I'm going to have safe money is going to go with Pittsburgh, I think. The Penguins to win. Um, they're favored by a goal and a half, and uh, I, th I think that I think they be, I, they beat the Flyers tomorrow. So I got uh, the big battle in Florida. I got the Florida Panthers versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, that game is tomorrow, seven o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Should should be a good one. That these will two, be a good. These two are good. battling out in the in the Central Division. I believe they're like they either tied or they're like right behind each other um, in in the standings. So. You know, I, I, this one's going to be good. Uh, the Panthers are seven and three in their last ten games. Tampa Bay coming in four and six in their last ten games. So they've kind of hit the skids. But I kind of touched on it earlier when we were talking. You know, a little bit of NHL. Um, so Tampa Bay is going to get their goalie back. Their top goalie is going to be back in the net. I think that's going to be the, the difference maker for me. Um, you know, another thing: Lightning are four and one in their last five games against teams with a winning percentage above six hundred percent, or you know, six hundred. Um, so. Obviously, Florida is, is way above that. So, you know, I think that they're, they're playing at home. Tampa Bay typically plays better at, at, at home, you know, so far this year. Mm -hmm. I like the Lightning to win. Um, you know, I'm not claiming to be an expert, so don't don't take me to the take <laughs> me to the bank on this one. But if you bet $100 on, on the Lightning, you're going to win uh, $64.52. So, well, you know, right, right. So <laughs> throw, throw your money down on Tampa if you, if you want. If you, if you trust me, I wouldn't say you should because I'm 0-2 so far with our bets. But, uh, you know, if you're willing to take a chance, you know. Uh, you know, and we give you these blazing bets for entertainment only. Uh, you know, <laughs> and we're, we don't claim to be Vegas experts by any means. We, we like to wager a little bit now and then amongst ourselves. But, uh, you know, don't, don't. Don't bet the farm on what we're telling That's you. Right, absolutely. And so, so the game I picked was a should be an exciting game just because it's, it's two bottom feeding teams right now. And I, I picked the game between the, the Jackets and the Dallas Stars, which is tomorrow at 8:30 p.m. The Jackets uh, are currently are currently getting a point in this game. Um, so the Stars come into this game with a 15, 14, and 12 record, and the Jackets with a 15, 20, and nine record. Uh, it looks to be close on paper, but to me right now, I'm going with the Jackets, and that's only because the uh, the Stars are without two of their best players uh, in their goalie, Ben Bishop, and their forward, Alexander uh, Radulov. So with, with those two injuries, I, I think it's uh, not looking good for the Stars. I think the Jackets can finally pull off a pull off a win and, and help their small outside chances at the playoffs. So we're, we're hoping the Jackets can uh, pull something off here and, and get the win here tomorrow night. Thank you. Yeah, no, for sure. So that kind of wraps up our, our show for tonight. But, uh, you know, Rob, you want to take it away for us? Yeah, I'll sign us out. We're going to be on Tuesday next week. I'm, I'm on duty at the firehouse on Wednesday. So we're going to come at you live next Tuesday at 7.15. And uh, hopefully we'll clean up our act here on these blazing bets a little bit. Maybe hit a couple of these for you. Yeah, maybe and, get, uh, get a little hot streak so they can actually be blazing yeah. bets. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah uh, they're, they're burnout bets right now. Right, so. right. Yeah, so, no, uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, catch us on Podbean or uh, your favorite uh, podcast web, podcast, uh, you know, podcast hosting yeah, Spotify, website, whatever. Spotify, Apple, whatever. We're Hit on, us up on Facebook. Yeah, and, we're, on, we're on Facebook, uh, 
Instagram. Uh, fired up uh, sports podcast on Facebook. Uh, fired up, you know, underscore podcast on uh, Instagram. So hit us up on. If there's on a the, topic you'd like to see us talk about, get us to get it to us, and yeah, uh, yeah. we'll get it on the schedule for yeah, next year. Yeah. Yeah, we'd love if any of you guys could get in live. You know, come come join us. You know, give us a call and talk to us live. Right, it's, yeah. it's a lot more fun when we get get a little audience participation. Right. So. Yeah. We we want to hear your opinions. You know, we we get sick of hearing each other sometimes. So yeah. we want to hear your your yeah. opinions. Right. About, Let's know, bring the fans stuff. back. Yeah. Like, like Augusta did. Let's right. bring the fans back. All right. So we uh, we appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll we get you fired up. All right. Thanks.